everyone, this is Veronica with Horsemanship Unlocked, an equine education and entertainment company with the motto that the horse already possesses all the natural skills and behaviors we so desire. Through the study of applied learning theory and relationship building, we can unlock the horse's highest potential. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the equine entertainment industry, explain training methodology, share experiences in horsemanship, and much more. And don't forget to check out our website, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest and greatest news, updates, online lectures, and clinic and performance schedules. See you there! Hello! Hi, Kelsey! Hi! Well, it's been a long time since I've recorded anything, but... Kelsey with Helicon Horsemanship, who's been on the podcast before, and we spoke about her awesome travels to Portugal and Spain and her French classical dressage. No, no Spain. Spain. <laughs> it's Portugal. It's right over there. I haven't been, so I don't know yet. <laughs> um, but we were talking about how we should start a segment of the different, just different topics. Um, I kind of like to specialize in science and astrology and how it relates to horsemanship. And Kelsey, do you want to talk about kind of your interests and specialties and how you wanted to bridge that gap together? Yeah, I, so I'm a Christian and I've really found a lot of the things that I read about that kind of thing translate so well to horses or vice versa. Sometimes the horse thing is like, oh, that's really like how that works too. So it's it's kind of cool how it all unifies. Yeah, and we yeah. were we saw each other a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about like personal things and our growth yeah. and horsemanship stuff. And Kelsey came to help me. I was having a, a vulnerable moment, and as we were discussing a lot of the same things, we realized that we were saying the same thing but in different ways and coming at it from different perspectives. So we kind of had the idea of this can help a lot of people. And if, even if it doesn't help a lot of people, it helps us. (laughs) We don't really have a name for our segment, but this is Kelsey and Veronica discussing different (laughs) things in the horse world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to just remind everyone kind of what you do and where you come from and where you're based? Yeah, so I kind of do um, like it's a French classical base, but it's enlightened. Dominique likes to call it because it takes a lot of the movement science into consideration and like the emotional aspects of the horse training. So Dominique took French classical from Nuno Oliveira, made it his own. And then, of course, I'm a different person, so I've taken what he's done. I try and keep it the same, but obviously I do something a little different. Of course. And Dominique was your is was your trainer that you trained yeah. in California yeah. yeah yeah so he what what is his last name again oh, Dominique Barbier yeah Barbier with French yeah. dressage cool yeah and then you often will put like a religious or like you do a lot of mythology too right um not not as much it's kind of like my logo is because I like symbolism, symbolism to me and that, that kind of stuff. I like the history of it, but I also like your astrology, your astrology stuff, like always lines. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, we will, as the weeks go on, dive into all that because I'm so interested in Kelsey's perspective and knowledge. And I know she's interested in mine. And like I said, we can come at, we can come at the same issue from all these different, like, fractals of the same sphere and we are coming back to the same message so today we wanted to talk about control versus communication and that in the horse world and horse training and I think a lot of people will relate to this I think a lot of people especially clients of mine struggle with this yeah totally Um, sometimes I do as well Yeah. yeah and yeah, let's go ahead and start. So Dive in the deep end right away. Boom. <laughs> let's go. Let's just talk about control versus communication. Yeah. Um, 
would you like to start or would you like me to start? Sure, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, well, we'll start when I was little. It was like, you know, and, and I started in the showing world. So it's like, you got to be controlled, you know. If you weren't controlled, everyone shunned you in that show ring. And um, there's some merit to that, right? Like, you can't be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, you can't, you, you can't be so disconnected from your world and your horse that you're a threat to others. And there's something to be said for a good connection, right? Like, but the connection, when does it become control and how do you use your brain set, like bring about the kind of control or connection that you want? Because it, it seems like um, we ride how we are. And so a lot of times if we're like, trying so hard to make it work because we need to it just ends up falling apart harder <laughs> at least that's what I've found is that what you found it yeah because I feel like in the horse industry you're right we are trained that you have control over the animal mm -hmm. and there are all these products out there and there's products that I use you know like a rope halter mm -hmm. and yeah. the reason people ask why do you use a rope halter and I catch myself saying oh you know with these knots and the pressure points you have more control mm -hmm. right but between like the life lessons I've had with life and with horses is that you can't control others mm -hmm. and you yeah. will see things like the liberty act be so phenomenal because you don't have the harness you don't have you know, the bridle or you're not riding, but there are people that still have that essence of control, yep. <laughs> even yeah. when you take it all off and you make yep. it an illusion oh, totally. that yeah. I have a communication, I have a connection, but it still goes to control. And mm -hmm. it goes as far as I've heard people in the industry. Um, and I don't know if this is a credible source or when this was mm -hmm. dated, but I've heard of um, people doing Liberty acts in a big arena and to still try to maintain that control, they'll have someone in the audience with maybe an airsoft gun. Yeah. Yes, seriously, and to Gee. to be an outside force, in, you know, reinforcing their control. And yeah, and, yeah, and uh, not not implying what's the word I'm looking for. Kind of reiterating and being backup for that control. And it's yeah. like, what does control actually do for us? Does it do good or should we call it something else and strive for something else yeah yeah well and I think like how we live our lives too even if you're not a horse person and you try to control everything it makes you anxious like and you're afraid of everything because you know you can't right so you can't control it so you're afraid of it being out of your control all the time but I've <laughs> really discovered because I read this book like like a few falls ago it's it's called surrender to love it's a christian book but it's like talking about how you have to like give it up to me to to god some people like probably you would say to the universe or whatever but it it's like surrendering that control feeling and like letting what's happened happen but also guiding it in some way you know like you're not completely useless like you're not like a lump you know in yeah. with horses within your life you know I don't know I, oh I like that I would like to yeah I would like to read that yeah what I've noticed with horses and the hard part is that in this human world in this human industry we've created out of the horse industry a lot of it goes to control and this yeah. is you know I've been performing for 10 years and this was one of my turnoffs from performing and one of my yeah. um kind of it solidified my decision to not be on the road so much, not because, yeah. not only because there's not many places to work anymore and I'm older and my horses are older, but it's that control. Like you sign yeah. a contract, you got three shows on Saturday, yeah. you're hurting, your horse is hurting and you yeah. have to keep going versus yeah. if you have some communication, you're not feeling it, horse isn't feeling it. The horse will never understand what you've signed them up for whether yeah. it's a performance or a competition. Yeah. And then yeah. when they say no, that you element of control yeah. pushes you to keep going and yeah. things end up becoming worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's why when people ask me if I show or what level of dressage I show at, I'm like, I don't show. And they're like, huh? <laughs> like, what? And it, it kind of is like, it's a knock to your credibility at some point because that's how much our society bases this on, you know? And 
But again, I have to be like, well, <laughs> oh, well, if they don't like it, they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, if they don't like it, they don't like it because it, it is true. Everyone's looking at your resume. Everyone's, yeah. what, what competitions did you win? Where did you perform? And I know that I feel the same way. Like I have a pet peeve about people teaching vaulting or trick riding and I'm not a vaulter. So I, you know, I, I have performed a little bit and I teach the bareback or rosinback riding. So when people come to me and they say, I want to do competitive vaulting, I say, go to this person because I can help you because that's not my area of expertise. I did not compete. And so as far as the trick riding goes, and I specialize in Cossack riding, I have, you know, nine years of performing under my belt. And then if someone goes to somebody else, I say, hey, that person is not a professional because a professional is someone who gets paid for what they do. So if you have not been paid to trick ride and perform, you are not, because it's not just about knowing the tricks and how to do it properly. It's being in those situations and knowing what could go wrong. Yeah. However, I'm glad I have that resume. Yeah. But I'm kind of over it because of that essence of control. Yeah. Someone controlling me and my animals and us having no agency of, you know, we're not feeling it today, but yeah. I signed that contract. <laughs> you know, and it's funny you say that because I, you know, I think there's a period of refinement where you need extreme control to be a teacher. So mm-hmm. maybe we're in a different, um, we're in a different category than most people. And um, because we've had to go through that period of refinement years was much longer than mine. Mine was just like four years, you know, but you had to do nine years of it to be able to know and say, yes, this is what it is. This is what it isn't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't know how much of the control of that, you know, like, cause there's gotta be some kind of period of refinement. You know, I had to get rid of some things that I was doing as a rider and with horses and with myself and yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's hard. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, so it's, myself. it's okay though, because when I think of control, I think there is, there is control that needs to be there, but it's yeah. not of controlling the horse and of controlling others. Yeah. It goes to like life too. Yeah. But it's controlling self because we can only control ourselves. Yeah. So we are so trained in that horse industry and actually in life that you are controlling your destiny. You are controlling other people. People do that in relationships. You are controlling the horse, but it backfires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Instead, we can control ourselves. If I've, yeah. if I've had a long day and I'm tired and I'm like, I got to get this horse worked because I, I'm on a mm-hmm. deadline with clients and their horses. Yeah. And that's the one thing I don't like is horse training. Yeah. I don't take, I teach people with their horses. I don't take on horse. I don't take on horses as clients and just take them in because people will say, I want this done in two weeks. And I, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can do that because I don't know if the horse is, <laughs> I'm not the only one participating yeah. the horse. And then when I hand it back to you, you're going to be like, okay, cool. And not be able to do anything with it. You know? Yeah. And then there's that element of control. Like I have a contract. I have to, I have to get this accomplished in two weeks and maybe it's not happening. Maybe the horse is coming off of lameness or going through anxiety issues. Like that needs to take its time. Like everything has its natural gestation period and the horse does too. Yeah. Do you know, it's so funny you say that because what if we did that when we were going through some kind of either physical exercise or like mental exercise, like therapy? And we're like, oh, yeah, two months of therapy and I'll be fine now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, you don't, don't know have that. control of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have control of where you'll be, especially when yeah. it comes to therapy and things like yeah, there's way too many variables in that equation. Like, Come on now. <laughs> many variables and things are on their own agenda. Like yeah. grief is on its own agenda. Yeah. You could feel fine one day and then the next day be a total wreck because progress is not linear. Yeah. Not everyone thinks that with that element yeah. of control. Yeah. So yeah. when we talk about yeah. communication versus control, it's like if I can't control others, but I can control myself, I can actually start to listen. And if it's yeah. not happening that day, I want to hear it from the horse. I want to hear it from the rider. And I think the biggest takeaway I've gotten from horse training and training people and in the industry, and I still, you know, have to remind myself all the time is to take away the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. 
Time is an illusion. <laughs> time is so a real yeah. thing. Yeah. What, what was this you said before? Oh, just before that timeline part, because there was something good there that I was going to say. Feed off of. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, it is early for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we've been, we've been <laughs> I, I'm. But time, it, you do have to surrender it, because as soon as you put a timeline on it, you're going to put pressure on it. Oh, that's what it was. You need, you're talking about like being able to see others. So you, you, ha you have to control yourself, but you have to see and hear yourself first before you can control like, oh, I'm feeling tense today, right now because I'm anxious about this instead of just being anxious and then like filling the room with your anxiousness. Or Isn't that the hardest part? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't get focused on yourself, right? That selfishness or fear. But you have to be aware of your internal state to be focused on others well and see them well. And when you're in that moment and you're feeling the emotions and you're having, you're struggling with a horse or mm -hmm. struggling with a client or you're struggling with yourself, it is always easy for me to see it in other people. Yeah. But when I am in it, oh, yeah. it's very hard to see it for you, <laughs> which is like why I called on you the other day and I was yeah. like, I'm having a hard day. I'm having a hard time. Come come see me, come like see me because I, in that moment, you can't see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. That's like huge right there. What you did is so hard because you don't want to be vulnerable around people. We're animals and animals are all hardwired to not be vulnerable around others. Cause if we are, then that means we're going to get eaten or, you know, that then we're going to be the, the bad one or, you know, like the undesirable one, but that's, that's the opposite of what God teaches is you love the weak and you always love them, even when they hurt you, you know, like, well, yeah, they're angry today because this or that happened, you know, and that's kind of how it is with the horse. I mean, you don't make yourself a rug, <laughs> you know, like, a rug. like I'm, I'm working a stallion, like I'm not going to let him bite me, you know, but I'm not going to like take offense at every little face he makes at me. Otherwise mm -hmm. I'll be sitting there playing his game all day, <laughs> you know. And it also goes to say that it is okay to ask something of a horse. Like, I don't want people to take this, um, take this lecture away or this discussion away and think they can't ask anything of their horse. You know, they can ask something of their horse. They just can't, when it's a no and it's not going to happen today, it's not about controlling that animal and going, yes, 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 yes. It's about controlling yourself and saying, like you said the other week, you know, have taking a horse out for training and they're not, it's not working. Yeah. But, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, you <probably laughs> um, but it's like, you know what? It's not happening today and that's okay. And yeah. we are so hardwired to control our day. Yeah. And I've heard of trainers charging so much money per half an hour. And they are busting through that timeline and they are, and that is like controlling the day, controlling the environment for something that the horse will never understand. The horse no. will never understand that I need to work with them for an hour and we need to get this far because I need to pay the bills and we need to, you know, mm -hmm. we have expectations yeah. like competition, performance, like that doesn't matter to the animal. Yeah. At all. No. I don't even know what that is. They're just at our mercy. So yeah. being that advocate of trying to be more communicative versus controlling. Yeah. I wonder like how much, because um, communication is um, listening and then responding or listening, reflecting and responding and how much of it we rush because we don't value either what we're thinking or what someone else is thinking, you know, whether they're horse or person. I wonder how much of it, if we re reassigned value, I don't know. I think that's what love does, right? It like reassigns value to external Ooh, yourself. This is going to you know? be a good segue into like yeah. your perspective and what, you know, what you kind of specialize in and like yeah. gravitate towards versus mine. So, right, for me, like if I uh -huh. study like a lot of astrology and like therapeutic yeah. control is a very, like it's a Pluto 
ruled kind okay. of stuff. Like it's very Plutonian, like control, okay. transformation, rebirth. Like that's a very, it's like a Scorpio type thing. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. And, uh, <laughs> which isn't bad. Like it's okay. Like, no, yeah. you know, but when we have that, when we have control and it's like a Plutonic thing, I think control becomes like a one-way street. Like if I'm going yeah. to go into a session with a horse and I'm going to come at it with control, I'm going to, before I even get in there with that horse, you know, or I just got a new dog. So like with the dog, yeah. the dog, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that's what was keeping me a little late this morning. <laughs> She's so good. Oh. But it's, it's before I even start, if I'm controlling, I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. accomplish this, 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 that that's a one-way street. There is, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no, you know, and communication is a two-way street. Flexibility. Like, and stuff. This session is going to go however we bounce off of each other. Yeah. But when you have yeah. controlling, you already see the future that doesn't even exist yet. And you're striving towards it. And maybe sometimes it'll work. But if you get so attached and right, and that's attachment. And mm-hmm. when we get attached to things, we're all here on this earth to try to, to try to overcome non-attachment, right? And I talked about in my other podcast about how your horse isn't attached to you. And people have gotten so offended that the horse is not attached to them, but we shouldn't be attached to anything. So it's like, if I have, if I have control, I have this attachment to this outcome. And then if I don't get it, it's going to backfire even more. And I'm going to struggle and I'm going to internally struggle and I'm not going to get my goals accomplished versus no expectations no attachment to an outcome, no timeline, and just flowing because animals are very in the moment creatures. Yeah, yeah. no, they don't think about all the shit that we do. <laughs> and it's funny, like, who is actually winning when you come at an agenda and you're being rigid and bouncing at things off of each other? Who's actually winning, you know? Because, like, what what is your value there, you know? And, I mean, because you're not going to value... Some, you know, like, oh, well, say the horse doesn't respond how you needed them to, and now it's getting heated or, or you're getting more intense, but, you know, then they're getting more heated and they're getting more intense. And so instead of like having this nice communication between each other, you're escalating things. Ooh, and then, I like that know, like, because um, they're our mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you are rigid and attached, they become rigid and attached. So if you come with this open, like, let's see what we get today surrendered be like yeah. i'll give it to you and it's a yeah. surrender right but yeah. they're going to reflect that so the more you put up that fight and control of the outcome yeah. they're going to put up that fight and that control of the outcome and yeah you you shouldn't fight with an animal you know you, no. it's, <laughs> you shouldn't anyone, right? it, it happens um and yeah. like attracts like so oh, yeah. if you come in with control and fighting you're going to leave with more control and fighting and most likely it's not going to be in your favor yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was something else you just said that I really and now I'm blanking that I, I really liked oh. was it about rigidity and the the rigidness and oh dear <laughs> it's okay um but you know that let's talk about that element of surrendering because I feel like yeah. you have a lot of insight to that yeah. and what what do you know like religiously and what has what have your experiences been with like surrendering that control yeah so um we've all experienced love in ooh, notification sorry guys <laughs> we've experienced love in different ways um we experience it from our parents and family first and then our friends and relatives and all that um and each experience is different um and so someone can love you very much and still be tight and rigid and, and controlling, right? And, but that's not how love is supposed to be. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians, like I would say at least 80% of people that are saying they're Christians think of God's love to them like this. And, and that right there. And then, then they try and be like God. And so then they're trying to replicate this rigid, not good love. And I mean, that's how abuse is. That's how all these bad things are. You know, that's how you get bad things in the church. That's, and 
the whole idea of God and the cross is that he loves us so much that he lets us choose if we want to sin or if we want to follow him. He lets us choose. Like, he's like, I love you so much. I don't want to force you to do this. Because what does it feel like when someone forces you to love them? You're like, ew, get away from me. <laughs> you know, like. I call it the ick. <laughs> yeah. Ick. Like you get the ick. Yeah. <laughs> and the horse like, get the ick too. Like you yeah, come in and so you're harsh. like, we're going to do this today. And they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So that's how it translates for me. Yeah. No, that's so good. I liked it. What you just said made me think of, you know, if you like a flower, you pick it. If you love it, you leave it and you let it you water yeah. it and you let it grow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like I bought this to event. And yeah. God damn it. I'm going to make an event. Oh, I should not yeah. say God damn it here. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe you bought a reigning horse for crying out loud yeah yeah and and you try to control and you try to fit it in that box but Mm -hmm. if you love that animal you either switch to reigning you know or you find something else you can do like I always said that about my horses I have a commitment to my horses that's why I have four of them I have a horse I got nothing against horse trading or anything it is just not for me and I yeah. bought my first thoroughbred to event. And I always thought, well, not my first thoroughbred, just like third one. But um, <laughs> I always thought, well, if he can't, I, I was, I was, I liked the idea of eventing, but I was not attached to that outcome. Yeah. And I thought if he couldn't do it, yeah, we'll find something else to do. Yeah. And so there's not attachment there. And then there's that taking off the control from you know that expectation yeah. i got this horse to do this yeah and he would have been miserable and he got diagnosed with pacing spine later and guess what he's one of my best trick horses but he can't, yeah. he can't jump an event no yeah. it's too much it's a lot yeah and i mean i was thinking about this the other day because i was really sore and i was trying to just like exist and i was like ow <laughs> why <laughs> you know, and i'm sure they they have those days too for no reason or because they were silly in the pasture or because we did something, you know, and we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh. And everything we're talking about, there's something beautiful in how you have your approach to horsemanship and how you gave up the competing just to be. You yeah. Know? Like, and this kind of relates to life is that, you know, I have, I have horsemanship unlocked Instagram because it's a and Facebook because it's a necessary evil mm-hmm. and then on my personal Instagram I post not for other people I do it for myself because I look at my profile and I like seeing almost like a digital photo album yeah but when we're doing it for other people and the titles and the this and the that yeah. you lose that in the moment and that flow and whatever will be will be when yeah. we have to build the control yeah. and control what people see of you and control how yeah, you appear we do, yeah <sighs> yeah because i mean i have to be so like oh you have to let me know if you're taking video or picture and if you post it you have and i've had to enforce it like a few times now and i feel like such a jerk but you do because that's your livelihood you know but you have to manage that perception a little bit which is stinky but Mm. but I know a lot of good horse trainers that don't have a following or don't post a lot of things and this is what like in my community we like to call the light workers right like and the problem is a lot of light workers people who try to bring more light like raise the vibration of the collective they don't charge for their services or they don't you know get all this exposure and then you have the people who are super um like they have their own marketing team merchandise right they have yeah. their name on everything and they're they're booked every weekend from yeah. now until eternity yeah. and you're actually not that great at yeah you go watch them and you're like what is going on right yeah. now <laughs> like there was one and this is this is the control thing right there was one 
unnamed, I'm not going to name this first trail, yeah. it's very well known. Like, yeah. And it is, it, the base of the company is this online platform, this online community. And then this trainer came to a farm on someone's request. And this horse was just fine. Like, didn't need to go through what he went through. And it ended up being like, we need this horse to submit and like basically flipped it. And, like, laid it. and it was very unnecessary. And it's like, you can't, yeah. you know, when you are working on the element of control, like you're controlling your name, you're controlling your brand, you're controlling the populace that's attracted to you. But then when you lack the communication, you don't even have what you are selling. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's gone. It's not the value of quality is not there. The value is on the merchandising, the selling. I don't know. It's more Americanized or something. I don't know. And what horse people want is just any method to find connection. Yeah. And then you add in the element of control and you lose it. You kill it. You kill it. The one you thing you're it. looking you kill it yes yeah that, you, I mean, lose it. you kill it <laughs> you kill it when you grab it and crush it to death yeah yeah <laughs> and and if you think about it you you're trying to find that connection and you control it you you're automatically killing it but that's with people a bit on every human i think this is what i think every human is looking for to be seen and known and loved and so that's connection to me that's what i use that's connection right and so <laughs> we're looking for that with our, all of our relationships with humans horses and then we don't know how to go about it right <laughs> right like we because we want it so bad and we're afraid of not having it with our horses with other humans and so that's why we want to it. It. yeah we, we we grab it and want it to never leave and then it dead right there in our hands you know and the best way to actually get what we want is to not attach to it yeah. control it but it's just to surrender and trust enjoy. god yeah. or the universe to let it come to you yeah enjoy in divine it. timing which is not yeah. your timeline <laughs> yeah yeah which thinks you know because sometimes we 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 feel like we need stuff which you know, it's real. We need stuff we have needs. now, but there's other ways of um, finding them and meeting them that are healthy for everyone. You know, like, and it's important to know what our needs and what our wants. Yes. Yeah. If you and your horse have a place to live and some shelter and the proper forage and food, yeah. your needs are met. Yep. Going to a competition in three weeks is not a need. No. <laughs> yeah. That is not, yeah. Performing on this show because of the name is not. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a really good point. I never even thought of that. It's not a need. It's a want. I could probably be happier living in the middle of wherever in a pasture with my needs met. Yeah. And having that pressure of making it bigger and better. And I think, you know, everyone's been fighting capitalism and uh, you know yeah. capitalism isn't terrible but it's like you know sticking it to the man of this younger generation of having to work and work and work and have none of their actual needs met like self-love and time for yourself and time to social, and heal. social connections are like so hard to find right now so hard that's why I've been I do church and I do dance and you know what I just told you about the bachata I was listening to oh my yeah. gosh it's so fun oh my gosh so everyone should do bachata and salsa and <laughs> that stuff because it's fun you know and it's surrendered fun you know there's no pressure on that I mean for me anyways it's fun <laughs> I just laugh at myself when I mess up 50 million times oh my god I love what you just said surrendered fun yeah isn't that why we all got into horses yes yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we just lose that yeah like some of the best riders i know are the ones who are like just recreational yeah like i do this for surrendered fun i do this as my escape i do this yeah without expectation now, i'm not saying that competitions are bad or i'm not saying performances no, yeah. are bad but 
to give up the control of the timeline. And yeah. if you just focus on the communication and the connection, all of a sudden the opportunities will come to you. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. As soon as you do that, the horses are like, boom, I'm there, boom, I'm there, boom, right. I'm there. And they show up, like show up. And then you, you end up going way faster than you would have and better if you surrender like that. And better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, way better. My career as a circus performer came to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't chase it. I didn't even know yeah. it was a thing. I remember yeah. my first gig nine years ago at that Minnesota Horse Expo. A girl I was working with, I asked her, I was like, what do you do for a living? And she was almost offended. She was like, um, this? And I was like, well, I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> and so I never chased a gig. They all yeah. came to me. And suddenly I was doing gigs and I luckily had the horse that was ready yeah. and then when when the opera and even my own troop I never thought I'd have my own troop but the opportunity came to me so I took it and then when the timing like the divine timing of this is it we kind of just teach now you and your horses are not ready for three shows a day and I was already feeling that because I was tired I was hurt I was exhausted yeah then the opportunity disappears and yeah. i was okay with it because of yeah. non-attachment yeah i didn't i didn't you know and the few times i thought i wasn't done and i tried to chase a gig and control it didn't work so then i would just it was it was easier to surrender yeah yeah than to try to control yeah i know if i had controlled my outcome and pushed for and pushed on a door that would not open yeah I would be doing more detriment to myself and my animals yeah yeah it's funny how that that once we we take a second to look and reflect on on how our lives have gone so far it's like oh that's that's cool but you know when we're actually in the moment we forget oh this is why this is not working <laughs> Or no, or like, you know, we don't think that, I don't know, maybe that's why we like horses because they keep us present in the moment. So present. Yeah. There yeah. was something I wanted to touch base on that you said earlier and you said the word values and it's kind of not ironic or coincidental <laughs> because tourist season just started. Really? Yeah. And so we are out of Aries season when the sun was in Aries and we were about like the me, the me go. And the thing about Aries, and I love all the signs. I love all the seasons. Aries yeah. is, let's go. That's the start of the whole astrological year. And it's all, it's a lot about ego. Sometimes when you're living in and you have a lot of Aries energy, the ego kind of blinds the sight of anything else. But then when yeah. you dive into Taurus, Taurus is Venusian. It's ruled by Venus. And it's not just about like money and things you love. It's about your values. So now we have just entered the season and we are going to have a bunch of eclipses where we are going to be challenged and into us remembering what our values are. So when okay. you're moving into this next month and you're working with your horse, it, you can use this as a time to reflect what your values are. So if you find yourself in a controlling situation, you can step back and go, does this align with my values? Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Oh. <laughs> Which I is love why it's not a coincidence that we're talking. Yeah. About oh my gosh. Day. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so fun. When, when are the eclipses? Like, Ooh, this let me get back to you on that. Make me yeah. Happy leave that in the show notes and it okay. on, like the Taurus um Scorpio access oh actually the first eclipse is April 30th and we have like three rounds of eclipses through I want to say May 15th but beyond that, I can double check okay. Okay. eclipses are um things that just they're not bad they're not anything crazy but they are beyond our control that kind of shake up yeah and and cause change especially when they're like conjunct uranus which is the planet of like a lightning planet like sudden change we will be going through like this sudden change to our values and like our inner our inner transformational world so taurus okay. and scorpio are on opposite ends and taurus is 
like the things we love. Like when you think of forest, you think of a bull sitting in a field surrounded by flowers. Like yeah. Senses, it's the outer world, it's our values. And then Scorpio is not one sign of the scorpion, but it's three because it's kind <laughs> of transformation and the things you can't see. So it's like a scorpion and eagle and a phoenix, I think. So yeah. it's not just our outer values and what we like and what we crave and what we value. It's also inside and how we use that to transform. So this is going to be a very transformative time. And so with Scorpio also being the, what, you know, the, the sign of control, this could be a good time for you yeah. to look at you, what you're doing with your horse, going through the changes and being not attached to the plan. And maybe you bought the horse to show Hunter Jumper. And then, I don't know, you have to change your plan and practice yeah. non-attachment non and adjust your values to better yourself yeah. and better the relationship and practice more communication and let go of that control and let the transformation take place. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. I love it. You know what? And see, and see me for me being Christian, this just reaffirms like it's God sitting up there mixing the bowl a little bit like it this. Is. Oh, the stars are going like this and then they're going to feel like this. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Did, did you know up. that the Cardinal Cross is based on astrological signs? Because I did not know that. Because oh. on, the, on the astrology um, circle, the yeah. signs that cross like perpendicular like this are called the Cardinal signs. Oh, wow. And that's Aries, wow. Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. That is cool. And yeah. Like it's not a coincidence that, no. you know, Jesus was crucified on an eclipse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. But here we go. This is getting the, yeah. the nerdy, nitty gritty. But yeah. <laughs> like, and what's cool is that, like, in mythology, like Poseidon who rules Neptune and created horses. So horses came from the sea. And so the 12th sign is Pisces. And that's the complicated one. That's like everything kind of put together. And it's Pisces is like the sea of consciousness. Wow. When I think of Pisces, I think of looking at the ocean and you see the sky and the sea and you don't know which is which. And that to me is horses. Yeah. <laughs> like Well, yeah, and you can't control the sea. You have to surrender to the power and their big joy. You know, like it, to, to me, the sea is so powerful and so joyful at the same time. It's like, whoa, <laughs> scary, but cool. You're drawn to it, but you're like afraid of it. You don't know. And that's horses too, right? That's horses. Because yeah. at some point, you can't control a 1,200-pound animal. No. <laughs> you can't control. <laughs> you're just directing the flow you're directing the flow and if if you work up to that and build that connection to be able to and pisces is about like connection like how does this connect to this and the whole world and whole scheme of things oh my gosh it really teaches you to give up control yeah. and because if you try to control it that c is just going to come yeah, so yeah. over you <laughs> it beat you up a little <laughs> all right but what but we can build our arc yeah yeah that's so funny because there are so many analogies that dominique has used about the horse being a river and you just directing the flow you can't stop it you if you stop it it's gonna go bad <laughs> yeah. and i even use like the analogy of water flowing up through the horse's back and through your fingers because our, we use our hands for control a lot like your hands are so expressive with the horse so for me, it's trying to connect people's brain to their hands and be like, let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> oh, that's so right. You're so right. Yeah. Yes, let it go. Yeah. Like, and this is this is good for like relationships, yeah. horses. Have you ever held on like pickles, like my mule, y'all know him. <laughs> He's tiny and he is strong because mules just are bred to pull yeah. and pull and pull. And if, you know, one day we were going into the oh kitty <laughs> you wanted to say hi <laughs> sorry um one time we were going into the circus tent and he was fine he was fine and then someone walked out of the side of the tent with a yeah. dog prop and he lost it and he's he lost and trying to I'm, I'm in a park like in the middle of near san francisco right so i'm like oh, ah, like holding on oh. to the skiing yeah. and i'm ripping up my hands and oh, it's gosh. easier to just 
let go with my hands, <laughs> with my physical hands, let go, then to hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, and he, he came back, of course. Yeah. I was like, what is he going to do? He's going to come back yeah. to his buddies and yeah. me. And that is that, like, like actual physical world analogy of how it is yeah. better to just let go yeah. and keep holding on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday I put, I was putting the stallion in children and he's kind of tight because we're doing new stuff with them and it's all exciting. And he, he has some emotional things and I put him in children and he's a little tight and usually stallions have something to say about that. <laughs> like they don't just like buy it and be like, owie, this hurts and swish your tail. No, no. They say something and they say it big, you know, and I could feel his naughty thoughts coming. <laughs> and I was like, and then boom, I let go. I kept the same position, right? but I was really soft. And as soon as he felt that, he's like, oh, and his whole body softened up. And then he like really wanted to go into the shoulder. And next time we did it, I was like, oh, see, so fun. Right, buddy? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they notice that, you know, like they notice us letting go and they're like, oh, this is, can be fun. Yes. Someone asked me once, shout out to Beatrice. Yeah, Beatrice. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, you know, dogs are horses. And I was like, that's a hard one. Because <laughs> she has both and she loves both. Yeah. She's so good with both. Yeah. And I have both. But I'm like, you know what? I think dogs are good for the soul. And they are a soul animal. Like they want you. They want to be with you. They want to serve you. They and they are actually ruled by the house of Virgo, like small animals, which is the house of like service, and then horses with a spirit. Yeah. Horse is not going to coddle you. No. They're going to tell you. To serve <laughs> you. Yep. You can just work with it and then run wild. Yeah. And like attach more to spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you you can't con yeah you can't control them you can't that's what it is like in that moment if I would have taken a hold of his head and be like no you're going into shoulder and like this and he would have said no I'm not <laughs> and then we would have like you said earlier been rigid and bouncing off each other trying to get some form of control or some form of connection via control and it just would have been killed and, yeah. oh my you're so right and before we have to end this because I know you got to yeah. go. Soon. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, what I want to touch on, though, is that it's okay. Like, I've learned the hard way. Because yeah, I was raised in a barn that was all about control. They were getting yeah, lesson yeah. horses in from the sales. And we didn't even work with the animal. We were not taught to communicate and read psychology or anything. It was like, get on them. Go, make them do it. Make here's this crop. Here's this big old bit. Make them mm -hmm. do it. And I was like 12. Like, I didn't know any better. And that's, yeah. And, and, you know, and we learn in times of disparity. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you have gone through this experience doing the same thing you were taught to do, and then it's not working for you, and you hit rock bottom, and you're in such emotional despair that you're like, ooh. This isn't working. Yeah. I need to change. Yeah. So, is there anything like from your perspective, or like a religion, or that you can kind of? Because when I came to you a few weeks ago, and I was tired, I was having a hard day, that yeah. you just didn't judge me, and you came to me with this like love, yeah. and I just and it inspired this, the start of what yeah. we're going to be doing now, and I knew that I needed it, and other people need it. And well, so I know it. I know I can give it because I've known it, right? Like someone's done that for me. So I know it and can give it because I've experienced it. And we are all experiencing it. And we're all going to experience it again and again and again. So that's why for me, it's so important to love people, especially when they're vulnerable and ouchy and, and no one's perfect, right? So to love someone because they're perfect is just selfish, right? So to love someone who's not perfect is much, much more rewarding because then you get, I don't know, you get to be down with them. You get to be up with them. It's that's connection, right? You get to water them as they grow. Yeah. Yeah. And so for anyone that's, you know, is 
listening to this and looking back at their experience with horses and you know nodding their head and feeling it in their heart just know that no one expects you to be perfect no, there's a yeah. lot wrong in the world and in the industry but you know like in yoga at least when we talk about like the polarities we like to say that there's lightness and darkness and when people say like the lightness in me honors the lightness in you so a lot of them forget about the darkness and then i connect yeah. with the teachers that say the lightness and darkness in you in me yeah. honors the light and dark because let's yeah. not forget that we are in this 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 human race on earth yeah. in a dimension of polarity yeah. and we and the hardest thing to do as a human is either depending on where you come from, whether you're like a evolved soul or you are a manipulative dark soul. And to honor each one of those, because without the darkness, you, there would be no light. So you need to reach those hard places in order to evolve and become better. Yeah. That's being known fully, knowing that every human has good and bad and you know it's sometimes bad happens as much as you try you cannot actually even control yourself you can you know what i mean like it's going to slip out sometimes it's just going to happen but you still have to love you know through that now granted like i was saying you don't want to be a doormat and continue like that but it's it's not it's going to happen like i know i'm going to sin again you know it's mercy for each other and love for each other through it all and yeah. luckily your horse your dog <laughs> Very <laughs> the, the people that matter are forgiving yeah yeah and then the true challenge is forgiving yourself and if you're running into people yes. who are not forgiving and super judgmental those are not your people but your horse no. is going to be forgiving i mean yes try not yeah. to do it again try not yeah. to lose it lose yourself yeah but, you know it's 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 okay yeah yeah and it, okay. i mean yeah Forgiving, like what you said, forgiving yourself, that's the hardest part. I have major problems with that one. You know, like- So do I. All- so do I. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we hold ourselves to this incredibly, unbelievably perfect standard. I think maybe both of us, I don't know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> but then that goes to control though. Exactly. It makes us rigid in our heart. And then you end up being rigid outwardly without even realizing that you're, it's because you're being rigid to yourself which is stupid, stupid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah all right well i know Yay, you have to go really but this was Yay. great we're gonna do this again yeah. we're gonna talk yeah. about all the things okay i'm so excited this is so good so good <laughs> this is so good if the, if people like this relate to this want to talk more just leave some comments and yeah. more will be coming so join us in these philosophical historical yeah. mythological religious yeah. astrological yeah we're gonna go all over the map we're, we're gonna go into the <laughs> uncomfortable places because that's yeah. what people need that's what we need yeah all right well, thank you veronica thank you so much bye bye